Stories of the human spirit. Candid conversations about action, passion, and love. The Law of Action is about living in balance, moving forward with momentum in inspired action. Overcome challenges, create success, amplify your life, and achieve things you never thought possible. It's all waiting for you. If you're ready to break through your fears and live your life in massive action, this is the show for you. He's a best-selling author, speaker, advisor, your host, Mr. Action himself, Rob Actis. Welcome to the show, Action Takers. Living the Law of Action is based on my book, The Law of Action, and I love to connect with the movers and shakers of the world who are passionate about the good they do for others and who listen to their hearts taking inspired action every single day. If this is your first time joining us or you for a while, I want to personally thank you for listening in and being here on this show. My guests, they are incredible. People who are forces for good in the world around them and live a life of inspired action. My guest today does just that. Let me tell you, Back again. Why? Because he is a true action taker. My guest today, my friend, Adam Lewis Walker, a TEDx speaker, two-time best-selling author and coach. He hosts the top-ranked podcast, Awaken Your Alpha. He interviews the world's top elite minds over 480 episodes since early 2014. You know, now I have a license plate on my car that says podcaster, but you're like veteran podcaster. And Adam helps fellow authors, coaches, and speakers. Next talk in just 90 days, skyrocketing their impact through the TEDx or the talk accelerator method. I'm so excited to have you here again. Now I've been on your show. You've been on my show. And I'm like, I'm going to one up Adam. I'm going to have him on again. So Adam, welcome to the Living the Law of Action show. Cheers, Rob. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Happy to be here. Excited to find out what we're going to talk about. I know it's going to be action in his... But yeah, it's going to be a good conversation. It is. And you know, we'll, um, we're on video right now. And if you can't see us, it's okay. But the 800-pound gorilla in the room is that Adam is acting like he's a robot. He's injured his neck. <laughs> and Joe, because I just really wanted to have him back on because I just love his energy. He's an action guy. I'm an action guy. And even though he feels so terrible... He's taking massive action and on the show. Like, well, how cool I mean, is that? Enjoying, yeah, if I look a bit stiff, if you see the bit, I'm enjoying I've got a swivel chair. So I actually can I look side to side. Neck. <laughs> so, I uh, know, yeah. it's great. It's all good. Okay, so, it's all good. The voice right, is So working. you're injured. Your voice works good. Now you're injured and you're still here. You didn't, I think that's what happened with people in where they're trying to get to a destination and have wild success in their life. And I don't feel good today. Or, man, you know, I just don't want to do this. So you're here. And why Why are you here? Why are you doing something when you're injured? Why aren't you just going, you know, I'm, I'm injured today. I'm not going to take action. I'm not going to move forward. Why? You, I think you touched on it there. Like, it's very rare you're going to, a perfect day and it's and I'm all about imperfect action and and yeah we could have postponed this and down the line but who knows what's on the line and yeah this might not be my most most productive day but over I'm definitely tweaked my day to make sure you know <laughs> I got in the best shape I could for this um interview um with sort of prepping my neck before 
But yeah, it'll be fun. It's um, yeah, I, I I think it's definitely a pitfall to just time or even just ideal circumstances. It's always a slippery of you know excuses. And yeah, obviously, if there's if it was something bigger, then obviously you've got to. But at the end of the day, um, this is taking my mind off my neck. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, I can do this. Let's be honest. Yeah, and that's good. And I, I think a lot of people put obstacles in front of their success. Success is right in front of them, right in front of their eyes. And they can reach out and grab it. And then they get whatever, the imposter syndrome or the I'm not worthy. All these voices in your head and just stop you. And you're so close. And I love what you say, because I say, take massive inspired action. And there's a caveat to that. There's a star, but I can't say, oh, there's a star here. And you say <laughs> massive and perfect, massive and perfect action, because when you take action, and whether it's perfect or imperfect, you can always shift and pivot. Like you decide, you plan, you act, you take action, you get the result. And you're like, you know what? That didn't quite work exactly how I wanted it. However, I can shift it a little bit left. I can shift it a little bit right. It doesn't, you know, one is better than none. Yeah. And the majority of everything that we do, it really is good enough. You know, a lot of people yeah. get stuck I'm, I'm in gonna that. Move, yeah, I'm going to move. It's, uh, it's right. uh, yeah, it's not exactly how I planned today to go. I'm going to get stuff done. And this is, and that was the fault as well. You know, I, I know you as a person. But, you know, that responsibility and a man of action, you, you stand. You know, if something like a car crash or something big had happened, you would understand. But I'm not going to say, I'm not coming to this. So I'm, I don't want to let you down. And, you know, I said I'd be here. So, yeah, I'm going to move forwards. And, yeah, it's going to, it's, it's, it's all going to be good. All going to be good. You, you know, I think one thing about action and you have in your, you know, your uh, is action, mastery, and legacy. And I think legacy, it's so be your word. You know, you just mentioned on being your word. And I think that's a big challenge for people. They make oh, a lot of promises yeah. and they and they they build up a lot of hope and then they're not their word. 100%. And that and hurts is, your legacy. And this is something I, t I teach my boys all, all the time. I've got two young boys and yeah, it, it sounds simple and they're probably there just thinking, well, that sounds, that's a bit obvious to be going on about it. But you, as you all know, and you know our experiences in, in the the big world, it, and then all of a sudden you know, you are you know um, success, or you're doing very well. It could be as simple right. as thing as you actually say what you do and flow through, and you are you know you are honest in that sense um, because sometimes that's like something special where it should be the norm. It's and it's not, and it's not. It, it's interesting in business. A lot of people will say a lot and they do very little. Mm. And a lot of people will promise a lot and not honor that. And I, I think the ethics and integrity part is so important in, in having that legacy. Because I think eventually what happens is you're revealed and people mm -hmm. see who you are. Yeah. Un I mean, under promise and over deliver. And I don't mean like Absolutely, you're, you're high standards. You can you know promise a lot, but then you over deliver. So uh, yeah, and I always like to err on that side of course, hands and stuff. And this is what I aim to do. But I'm going to say this is this is what I'm you know committing to. And then my goal is always 
Absolutely. And then, you know, you are ultimately responsible for everything that goes on in your life. You're not to blame, but everything that's going on in your life, the good, the bad, the ugly, you're responsible for. Yeah. You know, and I know, and, I know and, things, yeah, things like this, that's what can frustrate me and you as well. When we, when you are tolerating things that you no. know are not, you're not up to your standards and it's, and it does make you feel a bit like, uh, and it, but it, it is on, is on you. It's on us. It's, it's like, it's, it's, it's on me, you know, cause it's, it's what you allow in your life or don't allow. So you've got to, yeah, you've got to, it's Billy. Absolutely. And, and the, 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 the key here is that, you know, you can blame all the outside forces and you might be in a situation that is not good for you and you're still in it. And you want to look at yourself and go, why am I still doing this? Why? <laughs> yeah. You know, what am, what am I getting out of this? What, what is deep inside me that's making me accept this type of treatment? You know, I'm sure you have that with, with clients when you're, you're working with someone and they're not honoring your boundaries that you've oh, yeah. set. Mm -hmm. And you allow them to not honor those boundaries. And yeah. so what you've done is it's really not them being wrong. It's you being wrong because yeah. you have changed your ethics and you've taken down your wall of boundaries. Yeah. And now and you're people, the one that's getting taken care of. People can push it. You know, that, yeah. that's their thing. That's fine. It, like you say, it's, it's up to you to set those boundaries and stick to them. And it's, yeah. And, I, I, and I'm ruthless. And it, I think it drives my, my wife uh, crazy when, you know, she gets texts or out of hours a lot from her, you know, position and like weekends and certain times when we're on holiday and I'm just like, turn your phone off. Like, I just would not like, is the, is the school burning down? Like they will deal with it, you know, but once you, right. once you've dropped that boundary, then it becomes the norm. And it's not like, oh, I'm not going to, uh, you know, Saturday morning. It's just like, they pick up, they take, it's on them. <laughs> and, and, and people treat you the way that you allow them to treat you. Mm -hmm. If you have very vague boundaries, they don't know and they will do whatever they want to do until you set a boundary. And then when you do set a boundary, what happens is they push back. Mm -hmm. They don't like that because they've never had that before. Definitely, man. So let's talk about the TEDx game. You know, a lot of people, yeah. and the reason I had you back on, I really wanted to talk about that because there's a lot of action takers that really want to get into the TEDx, TEDx world. Yeah. And it hasn't died. It's gotten bigger now with virtual TEDx talks all around the world. Um, you can be pretty much anywhere. Yeah. So what is the initial mindset that you need to have to get a TEDx talk? The yeah. first, I mean, like the very yeah. ground floor. I mean, well, I think, a lot of people yeah. want it. But they are not in the right mindset to get Oh, 100%. And it ties into exactly what we've just been talking about as well. The mindset is, it's like, it needs to shift. I, I, I want to do a TEDx. Or I hope I get a TEDx one day. Because a lot that's, that's a common phrase. I want to do a TEDx one day. And, and it, that kind of that mindset of, oh, I'm going to get discovered. The public's perception, which is good. Because it makes it, when you do get it, people think, oh, they found you. You're awesome. They've dragged you up. <laughs> Reality yeah, it's like, is... It's like, knock, yeah. knock, knock. Hey, Adam, we hear you're great. Hi, I'm with TEDx and uh, we'd love you to speak. Listen, Out of all the people listen, in the world, we, we found let's, you. Let's see how ridiculous this sounds, okay? Bearing in mind, this is a lot of people use it to break out. You know, let's say we're not... 
or a prime minister or a president of a country, they may get asked. But at that stage, when you get asked, if you get asked, you're not bothered about it because you're running a country. Right. You're a billionaire or whatever it is. So and you probably don't even us, have time to do it. You have to go, like, well, I have time I in 2024, maybe 2025. Um, they've yeah. got a big enough platform anyway. TEDx is like, or TED is just like, right. yeah, that's, that's okay, but it's going to dig into my daily I'm okay. But for the rest of us, you know, <laughs> you've got, I mean, let's play out that scenario. So a TEDx organizer, they're like me and you, you know, they're, they're individuals, entrepreneurs, professionals. It's a or when they're, they're setting up. And it's, it's, it's even not even a voluntary. They have to invest their money to buy a license. They've got a lot of moving parts. Right. And so in theory, oh yeah, they're going to go and hunt for speakers. But because of the popularity and the demand, people will have so many you know, great messages and ideas they want to share. Right. People after these TEDx talks. So the organizers, it's just one less thing for them to worry about. They don't have to go out that way. They have enough people coming to them. They can select from that pool of people. And then it, right. what can you do to stand out? But more important, it really comes down to the and having the unique idea that is worth sharing, not just want to be on TEDx. So that will stand out, number one. But then another thing is people think they're just going to wake up and be like, the idea, TEDx is going to love that, or this is going to get landed to me. You have to work on it. It's very rare. TEDx worthy formatted idea ready to pitch because they're looking for and each event is different the organizer is different and you need to even if it's been done already on the TEDx stage now it needs to be unique so that's something that I do a lot of these um, idea clarity calls I call them, where people come and they, they literally just it's like the first wave they I prefer like they get down, their ideas off their down. chest to me yeah. before they do it to a TEDx organizer because usually it is there's a lot of similarities. It's more their mission. And just because your mission is a good mission, which I hope it is, does not mean it's a unique or unique idea worth sharing. That's your mission. And then from that, there's aspects in there that we can unco uncover and work on that are more unique than others. Like all the stuff I talk about, there's some of it, you're like, that makes sense. I like it. Right. Right. That. But it's not TEDx worthy because it's like, yeah, that's obvious, you know? <laughs> so, but there's aspects in, within all of us that you, people are like, oh, that makes me curious. Or I haven't heard it like that. Or what do you, that's the stuff that you need to polish. That's the stuff you need to work on. And it, and it, and it takes work. And then when you get to a TEDx organizer and you, there's other things involved, but when you get the opportunity, they can clearly see this person's done the work. They, right. they haven't just turned up and given me verbal diarrhea of all the things they could speak about and why they want to do it. They've actually thought about this and it makes it very clear and concise for the organizer. Oh, they're stuffed together. They've done the work. They're going to be, you know, I want them on my stage because they're going to be coachable. They're going to be a pleasure to work with as opposed to, you know, someone who, if you have done achievements in before, you know, turning up saying, look at me, I'm a best-selling author. I've got this, I've got that. I think, you know, you'd be lucky to have me. Right, they don't I know care. big That's names not, have been turned yeah. down. Yeah, big names have been turned oh. down. And they, But again, the mindset, if you've done, quote, in your opinion of, that is irrelevant. It's about the idea. They want to uncover the next best secret. If they can find like someone that no one knows about and they're like, wow, that, what an idea, what a perspective. That's what it's all about. Right.
And I think that's the same. Now, you're a veteran podcasting. I've been podcasting for a long time. And a lot of people think they can just show up on a podcast to be a guest. And they really have to dial in their message. And I don't know, I'm sure you're the same way. But when I have a guest on the show, my first immediately when I have a guest, or I choose to have a guest, is what value am I adding to my listener? Mm-hmm. And, and, and a lot of people think that our focus is on the people that we're bringing on as guests. Ultimately, I want to make sure that you deliver for the listener because they're loyal and they're taking yeah. time out of their busy day to be here. And that's the same with the TEDx events. Yeah. Oh, you know, they're putting, their, yeah. they're putting their neck on the line. It's kind of like when you're working in corporate, when you're talking to someone, you know, the one way that I'm really successful, if I was working with you as a client and you're my client as a voiceover, I let you know, Adam, I am going to make you look and so good in front of your bosses. That's my goal. My goal is so well that your bosses look at you and they go, Adam, wow. Thank you for bringing this idea to us, or thank you. And that's the way it needs to be for podcasting. And then yeah. to, to talk about more as, as TEDx, it's what can you do for them as opposed to what they can do for you? Yeah. And I've just, I just while you're talking there, I thought as well, talking about the mindset behind it, the, the value that comes from working on and like having that outside perspective, obviously, because it's very hard sometimes to read the label of your own bottle, but also when you do do the work and work I, on that idea. I love that. I love that. <laughs> read the label in your own bottle. Oh, that's so great. So, Just talk but, about that for a minute. I don't, that's a great. I, I think that, oh my God, that's brilliant. You can't let that just get away. Read. <laughs> Just dive into that for a minute okay, because that is awesome. Read the label on your own bottle. So I, I, I mean, I'll try and keep it on slightly on the thing we're talking about. So for example, you could have someone who's, you know, speaking to me about some potential ideas that they might want to share on the TEDx stage. And they may have, you know, what they think is the good idea. They may talk to me about loads of, loads of things about what they're doing in their life, what they're passionate about. And right. they're, they're, they're focused on this one. They think this is the one. Idea that, and I'm like, you know, and, and from the outside perspective, they're massively a lot of times overlooking the gold that is right there. And I'm just like, are you not going to mention this? That you know, what about that? Like, like where you, you know, the eyebrow raise test, where I'm like, I'm like, right. And then they just glance over that and start talking about something which realistically is probably a little bit more generic, a little bit more run of the mill. I may have heard it a lot of times, and it's just like, wow. and then then when you you know work with someone like, there's something. Like, really? I, you know, it's, oh, I, I thought that's, doesn't everyone have that? Or hasn't, haven't you heard that before? And I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, like not everyone has been like kidnapped and locked away for 20 years or something like that. Or, you know, it's, that's extreme, right. but it's like, there, there's, it's brilliant when, you know, by talking these things through and working on your ideas that, you know, that the light bulb goes off and by working on the ideas, then in terms of the mindset, that's where the confidence goes up. So now right. when you're pitching to a podcaster host or a, a TEDx organizer, it's not like, oh, I think my idea is like this. It's like, this is my idea. This is why it's unique. I've, you know, I've done the research. It's not been said like this. This is why I'm the person to speak about. 
oh, this person's, they look, this is it, you know, as opposed yeah. to the first wave is talking to that TEDx organizer and going, well, I could talk about this, I could talk about that. There's lots of things I can talk about. What do you think? And it's like that's more work and putting responsibility on the organizer right. or the podcaster. So when I, when I see TEDx speaker on someone's bio, I'm like, within reason, they can walk onto my shows generally because I know they've done the work. They've been pre-qualified. Right. There's no way you can turn up and do a TEDx. You have to at least six months. You know, you've got to secure it. You then, you then you've got the prep to then actually do it and you've done it. And get you can secure a TEDx talk and then you can lose it if you're not doing the work. They can chop you. That's rarer. You've got to be, you know, that would mistake in my opinion. <laughs> you've really got <laughs> yeah. to be, uh, you know, not towing the line. Um, but yeah, so, and the good thing for podcasters, so they're going to turn up with their years of ideas and that, you know, their potentially hour, two hour talks down to 15 minutes concise just to that. And that's a podcast interview. Or, you know, that's it. And, it's, yeah. and it's, it's already unique. It's not the generic, hey, let's overcome adversity, which again, being completely honest, there's aspects of my first TEDx talk that I would love to have another run at, but it was in 2016. And I didn't know what I didn't, I didn't let right. the lack of um, knowledge hold me back. And I went into action. And I even mentioned in my TEDx talk, Awaken Your Alpha, you know, about setting deadlines. And I used the example of securing that TEDx talk before you know what you're going to say. Worry about that once you've secured it. And I, and I didn't have any help at that stage. And so at least 50% of what I support people with is making sure they avoid certain mistakes I made <laughs> as well. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's a really smart thing to do because you don't get a lot of chances to redo no. if you mess up. Yeah. And, that, and that's always, I say to them, I want you to do, you know, what that you're not feeling like, I need to do that again. That like five, 10 years down the line, you know, you're to show people that and it, it lives on. Not like, you know, I, I feel like, a, <laughs> which, you know, I feel like I need another go. <laughs> but because again, you can't be a perfectionist. You know, you really can't. And the, you know, the, the TEDx talk, if people want to use that, let's give another example of a mistake. I feel they give you 18 minutes. I took 18 minutes because I was naive. But I know if I'd have done, done the work to get that 18 minute talk down to 10 minutes, it'd be a better, people would have seen it, it had more impact. But that takes more work. So an ideal scenario stage, I'm like, 18 minutes? Brilliant, I use them. <laughs> it didn't even hey, let's let's work on this a little bit more. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, just because it's there doesn't mean you have to take it. Exactly. Yeah. So what mindset, if someone's out there and they're thinking, I want a TEDx talk, what can you tell people to get in the right mindset to really know how rigorous this is? And that this is not of like, I'm going to get on a TEDx talk and I'm just going to... When you say do the work, it is work. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's work to secure it. I took accelerator process. It focuses on booking the TEDx. Is always the things out there is talking about, you know, how to plan, prepare your TEDx, which is, which is great. And I have that in my right. after, or that's in the second half. That's, you know, it's because you're always going to have time to plan and always be evolving up until the day. So even if you write now and planning your TEDx talk, then you landed it, 
you know, you're going to relook at it. People who get their TEDx, they're evolving. So six months, a year down the line, they're going to be a different person. They're going to have slightly different thoughts on to deliver that message. They have to go through it again anyway. So um, the, I'd say it comes down to really... Th- and so it's that the one of the time like that, that TEDx hacking and that mind. Anybody can technically get a TEDx talk. I truly believe that. But things you need to do. Number one, you've got to believe that, yeah, go from, oh, I would like a TEDx. I'm going to get a TEDx talk. It's just a question of, and not even when, I'm going to start taking action and I'm going to keep on this until it happens. So that in terms of, you know, if you're applying to TEDx events, it's not like, oh, I applied and this is the wrong attitude. I didn't get it. Ah, never mind. And that is a real thing that I applied to once, once or twice. But if you think, right, I'm going to reply and I'm just putting it, because again, I feel, I feel there's a, individuals and strategies out there that may be the wrong of just volume to flood text organizers with just crap applications and just, you know, volume and that. And that's, that's, I mean, that's work. And I'm not shy, but I don't think that's the best way to go about it. I like more focused research, doing the work and applying to the right events. And I'll talk about that. But once you change the mindset to, oh, I got, you know, I didn't get that first application. I didn't land that one. That's quite rare to land up on the first one. It can be done, definitely. Um, but then you think, okay, I'll move on to the next. My better than my first. My third's going to be better than my, you know the, the second. It's just the way it is. And it, and it changed your mindset to, okay, get through these stepping stones, these to then get, it's going to happen. I'm going to stay on it. Because a lot of people, they give it a push and quickly, then they drop off and feel almost like an acceptable excuse. Oh, I tried. Didn't happen. So that's why I'm not a TEDx speaker. Well, so that's the, the first thing. Secondly, um, when it comes to, you know, we talked a bit about the idea formula. We kind of covered that a little bit, but I talk about there's a process to go from like to really make sure it is unique. And yeah, your your talk can what it the the the, the kind of the core of what you wanted to say. But in terms, of, you know, for a TEDx, it's similar to a podcast interview. What's the hook? What's going to get someone right. to click on that? So thinking, yeah, challenge yourself to put your long rambling idea, like I'm talking about now, into a sentence. That's, <laughs> you know, and it's like, does it make someone curious? Do they understand what it's about? You know, is it contra, um, or not maybe slightly controversial viewpoints? Some of the, you know, top TEDx t- titles out there are stuff like the power of introverts. So t- commonly go together, right. um, you know, do our schools kill cre- oh no creativity? That's I think one of the top ones. Um, so a lot of questions. Can you put it into a question? It's like, but if it's like something that people read and think, yeah, that makes sense. Maybe not the best TEDx talk or TEDx title, or you just need to work on it a little bit more. So to really working on your not just your idea, but then again, how you're going to present your idea so it's obvious in a couple of seconds and why they should watch it, or for the organizer, why they should have you on your their TEDx stage. And then finally, when it comes to how to find the right TEDx events for you, obviously research, but it's not all TEDx events out there you should go for. There's some you probably want to avoid. There's specific things that are unique that in that TEDx event is not the ideal one for you to pursue. And what this does as well, saves you energy and focus to then 
oh, this is the one because of, you know, and I kind of got like a, a checklist of things, but these are the reasons that I'm going to ignore this event and I'm going to focus about more quality um, applications as opposed to just, you know, spatagun of just applying right. to everything. Yeah. Right. Who shouldn't do a TEDx talk? Now, this, this is gonna, might sound a little bit well, weird. Pure, purely self-promotional. And if you look at my, my stuff, and, you know, it, and again, it's about like hooking you know, people, that, that initial catching their attention. But obviously, if you do a TEDx talk, it's going to massively enhance your authority in your niche or your credibility because of all the things we've just talked about. You can't just walk up and right. do it. You can't just pay them right. up. Um, however, generally the people who I work they it comes back to that, that message, that idea. Yeah, they want you know the, the enhanced credibility and reach, but that comes back to they want right. to help more people. Right. So yeah, that you know, up there they you know do better in their business. But that's because they want to help more people by doing better. And they want, they want the credibility from the TEDx and getting that message out, but they want to help more people. So if it was, uh, and it's, it's rarer, I guess I'm glad that I don't attract these sort of people too much. But if they're literally right. like, yeah, just want to do it for the, um, for the credibility and they have, you know, that intentions. Um, and right. again, it, it doesn't really happen, which is the good news. But for, yeah, if you don't feel like you could work on your message and your mission to come up with a more unique aspect shared in a unique way before, if you don't think, you know, that's you and, you, and you're not looking to help because you're reaching that way, then TEDx is, is likely not the thing for you. Um, but as I say, and if, and if you don't want to do the work, that's more right. the more realistic thing. I think there's a, luckily there's a, a smaller minority of people don't have good intentions in general, but I would like to keep them away from the TEDx in kind of that platform, that power for not the best, right. uh, you know, best best intentions. And but then also someone's might have intentions, but they just don't do the work. They don't follow through on things. Simple steps, and I'll lay it out. People will always look for more excuses or overcomplicate things. When I'm like. Don't worry about step two. Once you've done this small action, go on to step three. Whereas a lot of people want to, let's talk about it and all the reasons of the challenge. Hey, let's just focus this down. You know, you've just looked at the events. Now I want you to work. And I want you to, you know, put it into a, um, a specific sentence, for example. Don't worry about applying to events yet because you haven't even got your idea together. Right. So I would imagine that, that, preparing for a TEDx talk would be very, very um, along the same path as a personal development coach or a course for yourself. Because I would imagine over those six months as you're preparing, you're digging deep with inside yourself and you're transforming who you are as a person because you're really having to find who you are and really dial that in and be vulnerable and expose yourself because authenticity is I think what makes TEDx so powerful is they're raw and they're real. And yep. um, what type of transformations have you seen from people that have come in and they've been like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And they've been like super hard. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're crying on stage. You know what I mean? They've really, <laughs> you've gotten them dumb deep to where they're doing that. I would imagine it would be a very rigorous uh, personal development course that they're in. 
Yeah. Well, let, let me touch you there. The, the focus is always about, you know, the TEDx in terms of the credibility and, and what it can do for them. And they want to share yeah. the message. It's all, it's all like external things. They're thinking about other, helping other people. They're thinking about right. you know, the credibility and, and business type stuff. Um, but then, like you said, you, you, they will get some serious personal development and just the power and I've, the power that comes from clarity is huge. And the TEDx process and journey is just size in reduction and prioritizing. Okay. So you've got five things that are just, oh, they're just so good. You've got to say, wait a minute, you haven't got time. What are the three most important things? And they're like, oh, I can't do it. They do it. And then after that, when they get put on the, you know, dropped in it, you've got 10 minutes, an hour to talk about this. They've done the hard yards. They know what the priorities are. You know, you know what the key points are and it's versatile because as long as you hit your key points, then you can, you can like, you have the flexibility dependent on the audience, dependent on the time, dependent on the situation. So confidence that comes from that is huge. Um, and again, people don't expect that as much as it happens. And that's kind of like a, a side benefit or a, you know, a nice benefit from going like, I want to get a TEDx because of, I want to share my message. I want to increase my revenue and I want to increase my credibility. Come in saying, I want to come and get a TEDx because it will grow me as a person and, and it will help me in all these other right. areas. But that's what happens as well. And that's really what happens. That's really what happens is they grow as a person. Yeah. So and, yeah. you do so much. Podcaster, author, coach, a lot of things. What what makes you tick? What what you do? Yeah, it comes down to I love uncover like awaken your alpha. The talk except this stuff is from like uncovering you know people's you know not hidden talents but just and just you know being there to help people back themselves and not hold themselves back basically. So it's that you know. Unleashing their potential is well only and and giving them the tools and support and mindset to to help them achieve these things fires me up and yeah I do, I do podcasting um, and the the TEDx stuff and the, writing the books but it's basically you know storytelling and communicating that's what fires me up and over the years I think the you know the the power in, I'm for me personally I just try and looking to simplify things. And, and and that's all. It's always a challenge. Challenge. Um, so I, yeah, I love working with people to refine their idea, amplify their message. Ultimately, so that's really what comes down. Amplify their mission. Amplify their message. And they really go well to because you, you know, if you're gonna, you know, step up, put your balls or lady balls on stage on something like that. Right. You've got. You've got to. You've got to awaken your alpha. You've got to have that mental side. Because otherwise, you, you know, you will crumble if you're not prepared. And, you, you know, that's a, that's a stage that is like in a good way. Right. But, you know, right. you, you, can't, you can't be timid in that sense. But I, to not compare yourself to other people and think, oh, look at that person on the TEDx stage. Wow, they look confident. Feeling it now. That's because you're probably about a year away from a TEDx. Realistically, yeah. that person, you don't see behind the scenes in the meetings when they're, you know, they're doubting themselves. Or they, their first three ideas weren't that. Then we uncovered, and then they're like, ah, oh, it clicked, and that happened in the past week. You know, the, working on their idea, and we've been putting in some hard yards on it, and it is from her overall mission. But it, 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 you know, it was tough work, and then all of a sudden, 
a few questions in the right way. I wasn't expecting this. They came back with completely different, like perspective, different idea, but still, you know, aligned with their mission. And they're like, right. Uh, this is, is it. it. And it's, it's not like, oh, we, we didn't waste work on that first. It's got kind of idea that and the work that was needed to then like, this is it. This is it. And, it, and, that's, and that's awesome when that happens. Right. All right. So you're about action, mastery, and legacy. What is the legacy that you want to leave? Whew. <laughs> yeah. You know, back themselves, they, they didn't play small. Because I do believe fear is the number one, you know, destructive force for anyone in, in what they're trying to do. You can make excuses about other things, but it really comes down to your fear is you know, buying these, you know, these perceived challenges and you're putting the responsibility over there. And, and I say this not from a position of, oh, I've conquered position. This is, you know, this is what we're all working. Some people attack it a little bit more than others, but we all have ups and downs, a down day or two or a week. But you, you just acknowledge that that is normal and you know you'll be you'll be coming back. Don't think one of my favorite quotes is, "Life shrinks and expands in proportion to one's courage." And that's Anis Nin, and I completely agree with that because when you are feeling a little bit timid and you're feeling like, "Oh, this is tough," like then if you start to self and play small, that just compounds. So, but the old action, which may just be. I'm not feeling it today, but I'm still going to get on that phone with that person. I'm going to write that thing today. I'm still going to turn up. That may seem to the outside world standard, but for you on that, that may have been a big thing. When you keep you know, pushing them boundaries for you and, and facing them things, then your life will start to expand even more. So I think that's important. So when you, when you need to step up is when you're feeling the lowest. It's, it's even more important then. So what I love about you, and I always felt connected to you is, I asked a specific question is what is your legacy? And it, <laughs> you turned it around and started offering information and wisdom to help other people. And I know that really touched you. I saw you, you're like, this is hard. So what I is, will, I will. What I is will. the legacy? What is the legacy that you're leaving? Okay. And I always, when you say legacy, I always think, so the, the book Awaken Your Alpha, I got it in the front. It was written for my two boys who one day will be men. And I'm not being, yeah. No one knows what's coming the next day. And, um, you know, I'm in bed with my little boy the other night. And it was a bit concerning, but he was like, um, you know, what he said, what, like in the darkness, what would I do if you wasn't here? And he's only eight. And I was like, Whoa. tear up here. Whoa. And yeah, exactly. Whoa. I don't know where this came from. <laughs> and I was like, I, obviously I reassured him, but I said, hey, I'm, and I actually really thought, I said, imagine this. I said, but you've got almost 500, my podcast, you've almost got 500 hours of audio of me out, you know, what I think is important and life hacks and talking to interesting people. Right. Right. I mean, I answered it quite practically. I said, you know, so I'm not going anywhere, but I said, you know, remember you've got like, that. I said, literally you could listen to me for a, a day, like a year and a half. And that's what I'm like, that really drives home. That's, that's part of my, TEDx talk, the podcast and the book, that's the legacy. And that, that will help some people. It won't make any difference to others, but it will help some people. And, you know, and so that's, 
you know, and then you, if you bring it right down to the per, you'll help, you know, family members, specifically my boys down the line. So your legacy is to leave a lasting impression for your boys and then to ripple out to all the other men, the alphas in the world. <laughs> a positive ripple, definitely. You just, I think it's important to be in making things better, even in, in that smallest way. And that just comes down to, you know, being a, yeah, a decent person. I think once you strip all away, all of everything away, the number one task in anyone's life is to be right. a good person. So, you know, and whatever form that takes for you, that's, that's cool. But that's, I think that's the number one task. I love it. Well, you're a decent person and I'm so glad that we cross paths. I'm so glad that we become friends. And I'm so glad to say you have now been on the Living the Live Action show twice. Twice. Well, Rob, I mean, we I talked it. about it a lot, but can I just tell, if, if anyone's interested in that, this year, again, I love saying it and talking about it, but I've actually got it concise. I've got a free for how to get a TEDx talk, which really digs into the kind of the three secrets I talked about, more succinct, more specific actions for you to take to, you know, work through what we just talked about. So I'd, I'd love people And how to do they check. get that? Where do they need to go? So again, I need to improve the, uh, <laughs> the link here, but it's- I know, I didn't know, I didn't know how to sit. Talkaccelerator.com <laughs> yeah, forward slash masterclass. But if you connect with Adam Lewis Walker, you know, on any social media, I hope Robert put it in the links. It should just be a lot of simpler. I hope so. You know, it's interesting. So my personal assistant, Brenna, is not here today. And uh, the show is going to launch today because I yeah. just oh, sweet. I, I love I the made action. that executive decision just like that. And so the show notes will be <laughs> refined as days progress, but it's just me. So. I put it there. Just copy and paste in there, but it's masterclass. Just find me. It's there. Trading masterclass <laughs> on demand as well. You don't have to wait for a specific timing. You jump in there, take action. That's what I like. I love it. I got it. Adam, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for being here with your stiff neck. It looks like it's gotten a little bit better. But you've been know, moving man. around a little I, bit. It's hard for me to stay still. And this, this uh, rotating chair really makes me look. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> anyway, I so appreciate it. And thank you so much for taking out of your busy and precious day to listen. We so appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me, along with my very special guest, Adam Lewis Walker, to touch your heart, move your soul, inspire you. Remember, take time out to breathe. Don't let fear stop you. Decide, plan, and act. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Living the Law of Action show with Mr. Action, Rob Actis. Please rate, review, and subscribe.